Welcome to the Collect Call. This podcast is an offering of the Acts 8 movement, proclaiming resurrection in the Episcopal Church. I'm Holly Powell. I'm a layperson and a member of Christ Church Cathedral in Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm Brendan O'Sullivan Hale, and I am also a layperson, and I'm a member of the Episcopal Church of All Saints in Indianapolis, Indiana. This podcast is about the intersection of liturgy and life as seen through the lens of the collects in the Book of Common Prayer. And before we get to the collect of the week, we sadly have a retraction. Retraction, retraction, a collect call, retraction, the web demands satisfaction. It's time for another retraction. This is the rarest of all the kinds of retractions because it's a Holly Powell retraction, <laughs> not the Morgan Hale retraction. <laughs> And we'd like to thank our listener our, and friend of the show, the Reverend Steve Pankey, for pointing this out. In the last episode, not once, but twice, I referred to the 1978 Book of Common Prayer, which our friend Father Pankey reported is something he'd be interested in taking a look at because the Book of Common Prayer we all know and love so dearly is, in fact, the 1979 Book of Common Prayer. You know, you could have had some cover, though, on this. I was doing some research on a completely different topic. Well, not completely different topic. <laughs> I was going to say, it can't comment. be that different. <laughs> <laughs> but it turns out uh, that there was a revision to the Australian prayer book that took place in 1978. Oh, that's totally what I was thinking about, too. Yeah. However, it would not have had anything to do with the collect that you were discussing. <laughs> you know, it's weird that I can't get that right. It, it's because I conflate. I also often say 1929 prayer book, like I conflate <laughs> the two for some reason. But I should be able to remember this because as all good things were born in 1979, I was also born in 1979. <laughs> and therefore, it is completely ridiculous that I keep screwing it up. But it's pretty amazing I made it 135 episodes without doing it on the air. So that's good stuff. And since you were born in 1979, I take it, it is always and forever the new prayer book. It is, in fact, the new prayer book and will be until my time on earth is done. <laughs> also, one more thing before we get to the collect is that two episodes ago, you may recall, uh, the episode before I turned 40, Holly and I discussed the two prayers, not collects, not collects. Uh, in the back of the prayer book for a birthday. And I asserted that number 50 was the superior prayer. And Holly, I believe you took the opposite side of that. Indeed I did, yes. And so we put it out to our listeners in a Twitter poll and peace has been restored to this podcast. It's true. It's true. Uh, we had an a completely even 50-50 split on the vote. Although I will just go ahead and put out there that I was in the lead until Brendan put out this sad tweet, like, it's my birthday, <laughs> vote for my prayer. <laughs> but magnanimously extending the olive branch to you, we are both right. <laughs> I'll just tell you, this is not the dirtiest trick that we will see this election season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could have tweeted some, like, Crooked Holly has got her friends <laughs> to vote for a prayer. Sad. <laughs> so <sighs> as things go, it was pretty tame stuff, but... Yeah. But Holly, I think we can both agree that you and I are stronger together. 
I think we can, yes, it's true. <laughs> I'm with him. And by him, I mean God, of course. Yes, the JC. Yes, <laughs> the G's. <laughs> so speaking of uh, the G's, let's talk about the collect <laughs> before we go any further afield. This week's collect is for proper 18 and can be found on page 233. Grant us, O oh Lord, to trust in you with all our hearts. For as you always resist the proud who confide in their own strength, so you never forsake those who make the boast of your mercy. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. This collect is not playing around. No, it is not. There's no like, grant us grace, God. It's hardcore stuff. This is the first time that this prayer has been in uh, one of our books of common prayer although it is an old prayer originally from the leonine sacramentary yeah and so it is picking up on a biblical reference here which hatchet says is referring to james 4 6 and when i read that i was like uh-uh i caught hatchet in an error oh. it's actually referring to 1 Peter 5, 5. But it turns out that James 4, 6 and 1 Peter 5, 5 do have exactly the same phrase, which in the NRSV is translated, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. But that in turn is actually a quote of Proverbs three thirty four. 34. Mm. So it's not actually a New Testament reference at all. I mean, it might be, but that's not originally where the phrase is from. Yeah, I was wondering about that, too, because in the hatchet just says this is a biblical reference from James 4, 6. So then I went to my Bible and looked that up, and it has that phrase in quotes. So mm -hmm. I knew it was coming from somewhere else, but there wasn't a little reference. You know, sometimes there will be like a little footnote that will say where it's from, and there wasn't on that one. Yeah, and I've misplaced my HarperCollins Study Bible, which is the place that I normally go for that kind of thing. But my uh, Jewish annotated New Testament, which is one of my favorite annotated Bibles. Everybody should own this. Well, no, so going back to kind of the hardcore nature of this prayer, I, maybe that's putting it a little bit too strongly. But it, it's pretty direct in that, as you said, it's not a prayer that's like, oh, God, give us grace. We're starting out with the petition uh, that we ask God uh, to help us trust in him with all of our hearts. Uh, but then immediately it's because uh, you resist the proud who confide or believe in their own strength, uh, or as the NRSV puts it more strongly, God actually opposes uh, mm -hmm. the proud. Yeah, I don't know if anyone here has ever been in therapy before. I'm certain that I'm the only one. So, but uh, one of the things that I recall from a, a previous therapist in my life was talking about never using the words always and never unless you really meant that. And so those words struck me very strongly here. You always resist the proud and you never forsake those who boast in your mercy. Yeah, this is a pretty strong prayer if you think about it that way. Yeah. It was really tempting uh, for me to make a cheap shot at Donald Trump uh, with this prayer. And, you know. But we just did it beforehand. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. preemptive cheap shot. So yep. we don't need to do it again. But as I was thinking about it a bit more, this does lead me to some measure of self-examination. You know, we, we've talked about this um, a few times before, but, you know, 
I'll, I'll just speak for myself, although I think my feels on this are probably semi-universal, but I do have a habit of thinking that I have to do it all myself and perhaps not trusting in my own strength, but relying on it. And uh, God is not necessarily going to help me out in that. Yeah. So I was also intrigued by the word confide there in that little clause. You always resist the proud who confide in their own strength. To me, the word confide means you tell someone a secret. But I actually did a little bit of linguistic research. Excuse me. Alert the official linguist. Um, <laughs> and the word has an archaic meaning, which is to entrust a thing to a person for safekeeping. So not so much tell you a secret, but but more, I, I confided in you my family heirlooms while I was out of town. So I think that's probably the meaning we're looking for here. Yeah, although, you know, thinking about sort of the common modern definition mm -hmm. of confide, it makes me think of the parable that we got in Luke a couple of weeks ago of the rich man who has such a great harvest that he needs to build bigger barns. And mm -hmm. he says to his soul, soul, I'm going <laughs> to build some big barns. Yep. Yep. And so there is kind of a literal confiding there that happens that, that, that ties into this as well, because uh, the parable does not look kindly on that wealthy farmer. No, you're right. The Latin actually confidere, I don't know how you say that, uh, C-O-N-F-I-D-E-R-E, -E, which means to place trust in. Right. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah. So that makes some sense. Well, and then the other thing is, you know, if we're talking about this placing of trust, you think about how Jesus has all these parables of, you know, a master entrusting money to a slave and then leaving and coming back. And so thinking about that meaning of confide in this prayer in with those parables as context, I'm not totally sure where that gets you because I'm totally just riffing right now without really thinking deeply about it. But maybe it gets you somewhere. Yeah. Well, where it got me and I'm, you know, important here. So if you're placing your full trust in yourself and then the opposing view is those who make their boast of your mercy. So you've got people who feel like they can do it themselves and you've got people who are proud of the fact that they rely on God. Eh? Yeah. I don't know. It's, huh. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes a portion of the podcast. I'm going to not just make syllable noises at each other. Right. <laughs> I don't know if there is a direct reference to Paul here, but Paul talks about how we boast of the cross, which is foolishness to the world. I'm not sure boast is the verb he uses, but you know, it, it's kind of the, the same idea. I'm not super comfortable with the word boast. I'm not super comfortable with the never forsake because we have talked about the problematic mm -hmm. nature of when these collects assert that God will always protect you. And the empirical obvious truth of that, at least in the physical world, is that no, that is not 
what happens. So there may be another meaning. But if boast is not the word we use, but I just think about it in terms of what's important about my faith to me, which is the, and I don't know how to tell you this, Holly, but I am like not a perfect person and I am, a, I am a sinner. Oh my God. And there is a bit of a reality check in, in just knowing that I am an imperfect person, but having confidence of being loved by God, despite that. I 100% agree with that. It's well, I was about to say something and then I, I retracted it before I ever said it. There was a preemptive retraction. But I'm thinking about athletes in particular who say things like, I want to give this win to, to the glory of God. You know, it's not me. I'm not, my athletic ability comes from Jesus or whatever, which always just rubs me the wrong way because it tends to imply that like, if your faith is strong enough, then you could be Michael Jordan. And or that you that the people on the other team are somehow like not as faithful because they lost. Right. I, th- there's another possible way to to mean that, which is that whatever gifts or talents I have don't really belong to me. And I'm not going to question the sincerity of these athletes, but I do think that they often mean it or say it in contexts where that's not the message that comes across. That's fair. Yes. Thank you for shedding some grace on people that annoy me. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do think that this is just, this one's intense and I'm not sure, not sure how I feel about it. Yeah. I'm, I guess I'm generally for not avoiding the hard stuff, at least in theory. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give this collect probably a B plus. I think the always never thing is is a bit problematic or at least i i I wish we could i and i'm not actually asking for this prayer to be like twice as long to explain itself a little bit more (laughs) but i'd like to understand that a bit better yeah um i would probably give it a b minus but for very similar reasons i'm just a harder grader than you yeah yeah (laughs) well and i i kind of feel okay giving this one a relatively low grade because cranmer never touched this Fair enough. Fair enough. Brendan, when you were researching this, you found a pretty interesting collect that's similar, right? Yeah, I did. And I'm not 100% sure that these are related, but I think they are. Uh, I, I came across a simplified version of this collect from uh, Common Worship, which is uh, the supplemental liturgical materials to the 1662 <laughs> Book of Common oh. Prayer for the Church of England. And I came across it because the Anglican Church of Canada has actually authorized this collect for trial use. Hmm. And so it says, Almighty God, you search us and know us. May we rely on you in strength and rest on you in weakness now and all our days through Jesus Christ our Lord. Yeah, I like this much better. Yeah, it's not quite as artful in terms of the language. Mm-hmm. But the assertions here are... Maybe a little more palatable. Well, yeah. And actually, uh, what what's happening here is that they have moved the attribution, which is the part of the collect that's saying you always resist and you never forsake, etc. And it actually moves it to the petition, mm-hmm. which, yeah, I, I, I think that one's probably better. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't like a lot of the common worship collects. But but I like this one. This is the first one I've seen, so I have a positive opinion. <laughs> <laughs>
So, hey, before we leave the collect, uh, yeah. I do just want to point out one other thing. So, okay. again, that resist the that resist the proud language is coming from three places in the Bible, but of the three, I think my favorite is one Peter five five, just from a context standpoint, because uh, this phrase comes where Peter is saying, in the same way, you who are younger must accept the authority of the elders, and all of you must clothe yourselves with humility in your dealings with one another, for God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So I think I am going to proof text First Peter here and just say, now that I am 40 and my beard is gray, respect my authority. <laughs> Well, I guess I have to because it says <laughs> so in the Bible. Yep. And as we all know, I was born in 1979, much like the Book of Common Prayer. <laughs> <laughs> so, Holly, do you have anything to acknowledge and bewail this week? Well, I do have something to bewail, and um, you know this, but hopefully the magic of editing will not tell the rest of the world this. My computer is on its last legs. <laughs> and I am feeling sad about that. And also I am wishing that there were some sort of collect for the loss of a entrusted electronic device. So maybe that can come into the next revision of the prayer book. I'm going to suggest that our listeners, let, let's have a contest. <gasps> Ooh! Okay, listeners. The contest is between now and September 10th to submit a collect uh, to us. Uh, we're going to set up a place on Facebook where you can go and submit your collect in the comments. Uh, that's at facebook.com slash the collect call. Or uh, you can email it to us. Uh, your submissions must be in the form of a collect. Yes. So go back in our feed and listen to episode one if you're not sure what that is. We do not want yeah. any crappy prayers here. We want like legit collects. Yeah, it's got to be a collect. Yeah. And the winner will receive a mystery prize. Ooh. Brendan, acknowledgements, bewailings? So I have uh, something to acknowledge. Cool. which is that I was having an online conversation with some of our uh, mutual friends earlier this week. The subject of excellent preaching came up and it called to mind uh, a sermon that I have listened to repeatedly but hadn't listened to in a while. This was a sermon from early on in Lent uh, about three years ago by the Reverend Michael Stickway, who is a uh, retired priest from New York, but who is currently an affiliate clergy at All Saints. And it is so, so excellent. You know, I, I'm going to uh, put a link to it in the show notes. It's called The Tower of Salome. It's 12 minutes long. It is crazy good. And God will not find any of us under a glass case. And we will have scars and patches and scratches and chips and bruises. But we will have and can have grateful and repentant hearts. In the shade and shadow of the cross, there is good news. It is not ancient history. It transforms history, for out of his innocent suffering emerges a saving and courageous nobility of the eternal spirit 
seeking to touch you and me, and that is the glory of these 40 days. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I also have an acknowledgement that there is a new addition to the Episcopal podcast realm that is to feminists annotate the Bible. They have made it through... I don't know, most of the way through Genesis at this point? I, I think so. I haven't caught up all the way there. I I'm, haven't either. I, third episode, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, they've got a ways to go, so you're not super far behind, guys. But it's a really ambitious project to go through the Bible and talk about the themes of the Bible and how they relate to feminism. And uh, it's, it's just a really interesting listen. And we are working to possibly do a little collaboration with those guys but in the meantime you should go over and check them out uh, you can find them on itunes and probably other places as well but i only got it from itunes so i have really enjoyed what i've listened to so far and i think one of the things i'm enjoying most about it is that it's kind of a it's a really really deep dive and you think we dive deep in the collects I, well and they're doing the whole bible we're like yeah. doing 30 pages out of the bcp right so Okay, I do have something to bewail. Okay. As most listeners have probably guessed, I am always wearing a tuxedo when we record this show. It's true, always. Tonight, I just kind of looked at myself in the mirror as I was coming up here, and I wonder what has happened to me. <laughs> uh, because <laughs> I am I am wearing, uh, tr trust me, this is, this is totally safe, church. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am wearing a white v-neck undershirt, um, Adidas basketball shorts, and red plaid socks. Wow. Yeah. That's something. This is happening, and I, I don't know what has happened to me, but I will tell you that 20-year-old me is very disappointed in me. Well, you know, 40-year-old you has just started the slippery slope. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're going to be wearing black socks and sandals and you're not even going to care. That's right. And Sansabel. <laughs> if you would like to tweet us or uh, get in touch with us about our fashion choices, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter or Facebook at The Collect Call. Brendan's already told you our email address, but it's thecollectcall at axeightmovement.org. And our parent organization, Axe8Movement, can be found on both Twitter and Facebook at Axe8Movement or on the web at Axe8Movement.org. Our music is Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence by Aaron DeVries, distributed under a Creative Commons license. Find more of Aaron's music at badgerland.bandcamp.com. And this episode was superbly edited by the Reverend Joe McGarry, pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Gardner, Massachusetts. And you can find him on Twitter at Pastor Joe MC. And he is the co-host of Two Bald Pastors at two, that's the number two, baldpastors.com. Come back and join us next week when we'll be talking about a bunch of random stuff and also Proper 19. See you then. Let all mortal flesh keep silence And with fear and trembling stand Ponder nothing earthly minded For with blessing in his hand Christ our God to earth descended Our full homage to